Hey everybody, and welcome back to Oz Hour. So as you know, here on Oz Hour, we love to play games with Hannah. And Hannah, we have a brand new game for you, and you're going to play it uh, today and every day for the rest of forever. Okay. Uh, it is called Last Time On. So in 30 seconds or less, please try to tell us what we went through last episode. Okay. Timer ready? Hannah ready? I think so. Go! Okay, so uh, last time on Oz Hour, we talked about Dorothy and her family, and the tornado hit everything, and we went to a whole new town where we got to meet some interesting people, the munchkins, uh, fairies, um, more people like uh, the scarecrow who has uh, keeps his eyes open when he's awake still, and, or when he's asleep, I mean, oh my God. <laughs> and then there's the tin woodman who is not the tin man, the tin woodsman, and he gets rested and you can sit in one place at one time and that's stressful. Uh, and then we meet some other people and then we ha find all our friends and we go to Oz or and then we're on the journey to Oz and we have to ah! <laughs> Hi there and welcome to Oz Hour the only place where you can hear everything you never knew about the wonderful and strange land of Oz That's right with the help of some alcohol we will be discussing each of the 14 books in L. Frank Baum's Wizard of Oz series and possibly as well the accompanying 1939 feature film and other derivative works We are your hosts Blake Stone and Wyatt Swangham and joining us is our resident Oz initiate Hannah Aguirre who Hi Sorry for oh. interrupting you. Um, <laughs> and Hannah, you just finished playing last time on for the first time. Was it fun? It was terrifying. Well, <laughs> Wyatt's going to let you know the results. Wyatt, go for it. Well, unfortunately, Hannah, you took about 45 seconds <laughs> to not complete the plot line of the first one through seven <laughs> chapters. Um, there were just a couple things that were missed, including that the fairies Hannah referenced are actually witches. <laughs> um, Dorothy got silver slippers, which is one of the most important plot points of the entire book. Uh, we also never met one of the only four main characters, the cowardly lion. And that happened right before we saw some deadly Kalitas and got to the river where the tin would is building a boat all i have to say it's harder than it looks yeah really? you should try doing it for like i don't know 14 bucks yeah <laughs> <laughs> well you're gonna oh. <laughs> well tonight we have been and are going to be drinking some emerald city mojitos the recipe for which you can find on our instagram at oz our podcast all right you guys want to do a, a slurp yes like that well welcome Hannah's coaster is stuck to her cup. <laughs> <laughs> we love that. Okay. All right, guys. Starting strong. Slurp to start us. <laughs> oh. <coughs> oh. Piece of mint in there. That's minty. Extra mint. <laughs> <laughs> we love a good mint. Book one, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Chapter eight, The Deadly Poppy Field. So, where we left off last time, right, the Tin Woodman was trying to make a boat, probably successfully, I would assume, um, while everybody else, well, at least everything else that was made of meat, took a nap for the night. Yes, and they wake up in the morning, the Tin Man has finished building the raft for them, uh, Dorothy is having a breakfast of some peaches and plums while getting ready for uh, the trek across the river. She is going to have the shits later on. Where are those parts of the book? Yeah. Like, yeah. She's not shitting. Knowing Oz. I want the gritty details. Like, I need uh, everything. If they're telling me how the scarecrow's sleeping, then I need to know how Dorothy's shitting. That's Absolutely. actually a good point. And also, dog 
waste or any animal waste is actually pretty bad for your local watersheds and environment. So Toto is probably fucking up all of the water quality in Oz, or at least Munchkin Land. Dorothy brought her scooper bags. They didn't even have plastic back then. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're wrong about that. In her dull little town, she did not have scooper bags. I'll just say that. (laughs) Yeah. Gray? I don't think so. Um. (laughs) So they uh, decide to board the raft, of course, because that's their goal. Uh, Now, they have this plan for how to, like, steady out the weight on the raft. Do, Do you have this in your notes? Well, just about the poles, right? Well, they use they do use poles, but and I'll let you get to that. But in order to balance out the raft, uh, L. Frank Baum says Dorothy got on first, Toto on her lap, the lion sat up front, and the Tin Woodsman and Scarecrow sat on the back to steady it. What in the weight distribution? Well, and also if they're just going to assume be that the Tin Woodsman is hollow. Well, me too, actually. That, that's fair. I guess I, I pictured him having more weight to him, but Tin's not that heavy. I, I feel like I could pick him up, like, hugging him. Oh, I kind of think that, too, actually. It's it's I would do it. <laughs> yeah, big bear. Oh, but you dent him, maybe, if you hug him too hard. That's um, kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they get on the raft. They even themselves out, which I imagine they're just sitting in a line. And it makes me think, did they really need to care about the order if they're just sitting in a line? Did the lion need to get on top of the raft? Could he not swim and paddle, right? Eventually. Well, oh, Do well, lions surely. like water, though? I thought I that was tigers. So. Oh, I don't it's know anything about, about Africa. Anymore. It's not about like anymore. We're running from Kalita's people. That's, That's true. true. It's survival. But the water in the river was super deep and the current was super strong yeah. and the raft is just getting really hard to control. Yeah, because all they had is like poles to guide it like they're in a gondola or something. Gondola? Is that what they do in Italy? Uh, yeah, like when the moon hits your eye, like yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. We'll <laughs> cut that part. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's beautiful. <laughs> I imagined I was there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're just basically using poles to guide themselves across the river, which it was apparently too fast to swim across. But let's get on a raft. Um, so inevitably, the current in the middle is just way too fast. Um, and the two then people without muscles or or blood decided to row. They yeah. really are out here making like. Such poor decisions. They're it's all like children. Is the they kind of are? They all oh are twelve. God. They're twelve. That's Everyone's twelve. Except well, for the tin, the tin woodman was a full man before mm. uh, a full adult. <laughs> he was going to get Debatable. married. He was we'll at least fourteen. <laughs> um, we don't know how they do it, Moz. Yeah, very true. true. But um, so the water's really deep. They're losing control, and the river is running toward the kingdom of the Wicked Witch of the West. And they do not want to go there for very obvious reasons. Uh, one reason stated by the Tin Woodman is she will enchant us and make us her slaves. They don't want that because it sounds horrible and also because they will not get to the wizard and get what they want. Inevitably, though, the current is whipping them away and the scarecrow ends up getting his pole stuck in the mud, I guess, at the bottom of the river and he gets stuck on it. The raft floats away, and he's just stuck. <laughs> the the raft just like r- leaves his like light, fragile little body. <laughs> yeah, like, he just gets caught like a flag flinging around on that pole. Uh, <laughs> and you know what he says? What? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> he just totally accepts it. <laughs> oh, and actually, I had a similar experience. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Heaven. Let's hear it. We were at Henry Hag Lake on our brand new paddle boards <laughs> and I put the little strappy thing on my foot. Don't do it. <laughs> I fell off the paddle board, got stuck under it on the other side of it was drowning, but playing it cool. I thought I was playing it cool. 
I think that if there had been lifeguards, they would have been out to get you. Like on alert. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> I was like, I was the only one there though. What? Uh, what? <laughs> and he did save my life. I did lose my paddle. I had to dive in oh. off of my stand-up paddle board, swim under his board. <laughs> I was submerged for possibly four to five seconds, and I got his wrist untied, though, and then he didn't drown. But it kept, like, floating over his face and suffocating him briefly. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. But you know what he said? What? Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, accepted it goodbye. too. I, I was so ready to die. I mean, I've told Wyatt before. If we're on a Ferris wheel, like if a Ferris, wheel, if we're on a Ferris wheel and a hurricane is coming, I'll just literally turn myself off. Yeah. I'll disapparate. I don't know. I get that. In water, though, maybe because I'm a Cancer, I'm like, I'll beat that shit before it kills me. Can I tell you, <laughs> Hannah? It's not because you're a Cancer. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you did swim team. That's why. That's true. I have no risk of drowning. <laughs> but uh, neither did the lion, apparently, because he hopped off the raft and pulled the rest of their friends across, which, might I say, showed great brevity, if you ask me. Yeah. Yes, it did. And the basically, they get to the other side of the... well wherever they are down river and they're like i guess scarecrow's dead like that's just it right okay, well i guess they accepted yeah, like, it too because they went down river away from him so they were just kind of accepting like oh we can't find like, him we're He's not gone. gonna go He's back dead. there and look we're on a mission <laughs> and we were being chased i guess i get it but well luckily yes they're met by uh this stork Who's basically like, oh, what's going on? Why, why the long faces? And a they're stork? like, a stork, like you the know, bird, like the, the ones that bring the. Okay, yeah. I just had to double check because and it's a good question because it's, it's crazy. It's talk, yeah. it, we're in Oz, baby. That's right. That's right. The lion that's right. talks. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, the Kalidas don't. Okay. Toto does not. Savages. Yet. Yeah, but Toto um, isn't technically from Oz. He's not an Aussie. So. He's a meat dog. He's, he's a, a foreigner. Dog. Yeah, he's a he's a foreigner. We gotta make merch. Um. But the stork is like, oh, you you lost your friend. That's too bad. If he wasn't so heavy, you know, I, I'd surely go and get him and and help him across. Um, and Dorothy's like, well, lucky you, because he's not heavy. He's yeah, stuffed he, and strong. He's <laughs> literally hay. Yeah. Like, they don't say it like that, though, because <laughs> they really want the stork to help. <laughs> yeah, they're begging. <laughs> but basically, yeah, the stork is like, yeah, that's not a problem. So he goes back. And this part, I mean, L. Frank Baum really buried the lead because... You would think a stork, like, don't they, they carry the babies, like, in their mouths, right? Am I crazy? Is no, it like, they definitely <gasps> do. They have webbed feet, don't they? Wait, am I thinking of a pelican? No, okay, because what I'm thinking of right now is, like, that Finding Nemo scene where the pelican. pelican puts the water and the fish in his mouth, Guys. and it's, like, that thing. <laughs> I know that's not it. Storks don't have throats like that. Have you ever eaten a pickle? A Vlasic pickle? I didn't get it from the stork himself. <laughs> <laughs> Big, long beaks. Storks have long beaks. Okay. okay, and they just hold it with their beaks. They don't have the baby inside their they beak. They hold the, like, blanket that's holding yeah. the Yeah, okay, they're oh, swaddled. Okay, 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 I have the image now. Yeah. I'd like to apologize to the um, entire population of America oh, we're and the world that in. because, yeah, I was visualizing. <laughs> I a thought the baby was swimming wrong. around in its mouth. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but like in amniotic fluid, so it's very safe. It's very uh, safe. Wow. Well, I'm sick. I'm um, I'm sorry for criticizing L. Frank Baum because yes, the stork uses its talons, quote talons, to get the scarecrow, which seems accurate based on the anatomy of a stork. Um, where I was not thinking of that animal. They're kind of talony. It's like a. It looks like a little sea star. 
Do I have internet? Is it like a hawk? Not at all. Okay. It looks like a seagull. It's, it's non-threatening. Non-threatening talons. Yeah. Because when I think of talons, I think of like, oh, they're about to scratch me to death. So they get the Tin Man back, which is fantastic for them. And they enter this, uh, they follow the yellow brick road, of course, into this beautiful field of poppies. I know what you're thinking. An iconic moment in Oz history. Well, you're right. Frankly, um, <laughs> this is this is a pretty big one. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, if you've ever seen the 1939 feature film with Judy Garland or pretty much any thing related to Oz, you'll know about the field of poppies, you know, it makes them go to sleep, etc. Um, and that's exactly what happens. Um, I will say they eventually they start feeling sleepy, like whatever. Um, and L. Frank Baum says to quote him. It is well known that when there are many of these flowers together, their odor is so powerful that anyone who breathes it falls asleep. And they will sleep forever if they are stuck in the field. Oh, words to live by. Don't we all exactly, know Exactly, yeah. Every time I pass a poppy, I think, better keep going. <laughs> yeah. Hold your breath. I'm um, not risking it. Yeah. And it's, I got it, things to do today. Exactly, yeah. Uh, granted, how many fields? Although we saw a, sh- a bunch of poppies like last weekend. There were many poppies. And it was beautiful, but... I did not fall asleep. Um, and unlike in the book where everyone with lungs, like Dorothy the Lion and Toto, they all passed out, we inhaled deeply of the poppy. Exactly. Yes. But in fact, that is exactly what happened, that everything made of meat started to pass out. Dorothy was first, her and Toto, like, passed out where they stood. But then the lion started getting tired. But he was like, oh, my God, I need to get out of this field of poppies. So he just, like, takes off running. He's trying to run out, get as close to, like, the end of it as they can. Um Jeez. He does not succeed. He uh, falls asleep in the poppies. Passes the fuck out. So the Tin Man and Scarecrow have to carry Dorothy and Toto out of the poppies. But I don't know if you've ever tried to pick up a lion. They certainly didn't either. They were like, no, no. They we don't even heavy. have muscles. They yeah. seem heavy from what I've, what I've seen. Pop quiz, Hannah. How much does a lion weigh? Okay. Um, okay. I'm going to say 425 pounds. That feels light. That is really? a, about the exact midweight, I think. Oh, a, a male adult is about 420 pounds, 420 blaze it. What? A uh, female adult's wow. about 280. Great. And work. he's a male. So Well, I was just thinking how much like an average human weighs and then just like well, first I was like double it, but then I was like, but lions can be really big. Yeah. Lions like can be big. like eight feet long. I made that up, but I think that's No, I think accurate, they are. Right? I remember yeah. one time at my zoo, uh, in a zoo I went to in Reno. Your zoo, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, and they had a liger. And it was eight Those feet. Those are huge, it was right? Eight, it was like eight or nine feet tall when it stood up. But we didn't see it stand up because he was very old. And oh. probably depressed but. because zoos can be very bad for animals, everyone. Yeah, Remember, um, look, maybe. is it conservation or is it entertainment? What are, are you we, using those animals are for? Are we going on record as the podcast that hates zoos? I don't hate zoos. I support conservation efforts. I love conservation efforts. All right. Agreed. <laughs> so, um, but that's basically where the chapter ends is that the lion didn't make it out. They got Dorothy out. She woke up and they were all just kind of sad. So that's the end of chapter eight, the deadly poppy field. And Blake, what would you name that chapter if pressed? I forgot I had to do that. Um, <laughs> you always do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would call it lions are Big. Oh. Hannah Aguirre. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 9. The Queen of the Field Mice. 
So while they're waiting for Dorothy to wake up, uh, the Tin Woodman and the Scarecrow see this wildcat chasing a field mouse. Uh, and so the woodman does what any rational person would do. What does he do? <laughs> yes. No, this is probably the most common, um, choice of action that I think anyone would take in this situation. There's a wildcat chasing a mouse. You don't like death, etc., etc. We know the tin woodman. Um, and he goes ahead and he cuts the wildcat's head off clean. First oh blood. Yes. Yes. First blood. And okay, with his question axe. too, just about the wildcat, because I'm curious about just animals in general. In it Oz. was hungry. Well, I'm curious about animal. Oh. Like, does this animal talk? That's likely. Wouldn't you like it's to quite know? Quite likely. I would we'll like to know. know, but it's I guess his dead. head got cut off, <laughs> so we're never going to be able to know. It probably God does, damn it. though, which I'd actually never thought of. That's pretty fucked up. If that's a, a sentient being, you know why I assume beheaded. it talks? Why? Well, because the field mouse talks. Oh, well, that's that's quite true, actually. The field mice does. Oh, because yes. the field mice, uh, the field mouse, stops to talk with them and thank them for saving her. Um, the woodman actually, okay, now I'm mad. Uh, the woodman says something that I'm not very cool with. Uh, he tells her that he's happy to help a friend, even if they are only a mouse. Um, I don't know why she didn't find that to be incredibly offensive. Only a mouse. Um, like she survived this whole time. Yeah. Like women are strong. Yeah. But the tin man is. (laughs) Okay. Why are we comparing women to mice? (laughs) That might be a problem. An immortal (laughs) metal being who will live forever and has the the power to decapitate. I'm not saying he should be talking down to people, but if I saw someone and had to say, oh, I'm beneath you. It'd be the metal immortal man with an axe that could chop heads off. The Tin Woodman's like voice coming from nowhere. And he's just like, <laughs> I am happy to help a friend. Yeah, and everywhere all at once. Even if you are only a mouse. <laughs> yeah, all right, Voldemort. If he said that to me, I would be okay. I'd be like, yeah, yeah uh-huh. I'd feel safe. <laughs> I gotta go. Well, the, the field mouse certainly felt safe. Um, and wouldn't you know it, it turns out that she was actually queen of the field mice. Only a mouse. There's always one. Queen of all field mice. There's always one. <laughs> yeah. it's uh, <laughs> There's got to be a queen. So she thanks the Tin Woodman, and she commits herself and her servants uh, to him in service so she's yeah. super thanked is that every mouse based on her title i would say it's all field mice which seems impossible that's yeah. a good that's a good to have on your team because there's got to be a lot of mice how many mice how many mice is a life worth because in exchange for her life she offers him a favor so the tin woodman actually asks his favor right away like he just he's like i'm gonna cash that in actually <laughs> um and he asks her to send for her thousands of subjects which you um and order them to find string and bring it back to him the issue for me here is that they're stealing do those mice make their own string do they have textiles are they weaving did they find cotton in the field i presume i mean i have heard of mice cooking really anyone heard of ratatouille well oh okay no, no you, you got me there movie. oh i guess oh never mind <coughs> anyway well <laughs> At any rate, unknown unknown <laughs> volumes of string were stolen, and they brought them together, tied them up to the the lion, and <laughs> meanwhile, the tin woodman built a cart out of wood, I guess, um, so that they could tie it to the lion. Yeah, where do you get the wood? I don't know. It's a poppy field. <laughs> it just feels like there isn't wood around. Yeah, but not he like could have walked off. 
accessible. Like, yeah. I don't know. I Exactly. I don't think that's super realistic. But either way, they gather enough wood and all the mice get string. And they <laughs> decide. Shit's just appearing. Yes. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Like but bippity boppity boo. <laughs> God, actually, yeah. I mean, mice have a pattern exactly. of that type of. <laughs> They're always trying to wear tiny clothes <laughs> and transport things. Mice They're always pulling. They have string. <laughs> they have string. I'm dead. Well, they use that string to take the lion out of the poppy field. But Hannah, this brings us to your random trivia question of the episode. So, shockingly, you guessed the approximate average weight of a lion um, at 420 pounds, I'm which doing good is so a. Far. Yeah, that is true, but that's outside of this current challenge. But <laughs> good efforts. Um, okay. The weight of the lion in the book, I assume, would be higher than the average weight of a lion. So, I set it at 500 pounds. So, let's mm. say that the cowardly lion weighs 500 pounds. Um, for the record, one mouse can lift about 70 grams. So what you're hearing is that a lion weighs 500 pounds and a mouse can lift 70 grams. How many mice would it take to lift up the lion? This is way out of my level of knowledge. That sounds accurate. (laughs) 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 Okay. um, How many mice... I don't. I don't even want to like put the seventy grams and five hundred pounds, and because that's just going to confuse me even more. So I'm just going to say a random number and hope for the best. Okay. Is everyone I, okay with I that? I think that did good for you with just the weight. Throwing pasta at the wall. Um. So I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm gonna say. Um. Because I'm just like visualizing it now. Um. A hundred and fifty mice. Yeesh. I'm going to go ahead and let you know that's pretty far off. I was oh. way closer when he asked me earlier. Blake actually guessed to he round rounding up. Blake did get it correct earlier. Um, I will say that just for the record, 500 pounds is about 220,000 grams and a mouse can lift 70. So 150 mice could lift about like 10 pounds. That's not completely accurate but it would take (laughs) 3,240 mice to lift 500 pounds oh my god you were so close you know I think it was more I just I I can't visualize that many mice well actually I have a little math I did to help you with that um that many mice at an average of four inches long by two inches across would be a surface area of 2,000 square feet which would be 21 feet by 10 feet of mice just in a little army um, That's not even yeah. my apartment. Even is smaller than that. Yes, I'm not even <laughs> kidding. Actually, yeah, that would fill out. That would fill Ew. twice this apartment. Let the lion die. Yeah. Disgusting. You don't need that. Sorry. I don't like. I'm not sacrificing that many. If the queen's actually a queen that cares about her people. She wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, she's nope. like, give me all of your string, and two or three thousand of you will die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they die. I but. might remind you guys that no mice were harmed in the making of the wonderful Wizard of Oz. As a matter of fact, a life was saved, and then a lion's life was saved, and they sure. they carried the the lion out of the poppy field. By the time they got back, Dorothy was awake. The poppies didn't put the mice to sleep. This is the first time I've ever thought about that. That's true. They live there, I guess. I guess so. Over eons, they've evolved, I <laughs> presume. They're red um, mice. That is interesting, actually. Um, 
But uh, once they get back, Dorothy and Toto are awake. They're healthy. They're fine. And now we just need to wait for the lion to wake up. Um, and actually, thinking about the mice and the lion reminded me of one of Aesop's fables. So uh, the lion and the mouse is a story in mm-hmm. which um, a lion... Uh, is taking a nap and this mouse like is scurrying all over his body and the lion like wakes up gets pissed off because there's a mouse annoying him and like holds the mouse under his paw and the mouse is like please don't kill me like i owe you one like don't let me like don't let me die this way and the lion's like basically laughing and making fun of him because he's like how can a mouse possibly owe a lion a favor like what can you do for me that i can't do by myself and then the lion ends up getting stuck in like a hunter's net and the mouse shows up because uh, the mouse hears the lion like calling for help and the mouse gnaws through the net and the cry. lion is released and the mouse is like, yeah, like you laughed at me before when I oh. said that I owed you a favor, but even a mouse can can owe a it's favor like to a lion. Knowing what you're capable of and that mouse knew that he was capable of anything and these mice pulled a lion uh, okay and i'm you know here what? for the mice this is what we need in 2022 people this is the energy we need <laughs> giving give mouse energy that's right this actually gave me an intrusive memory of a story i read in second grade which is 2002 it was about a fox and a crane the fox invited his new neighbor the crane over for a meal the crane was like i have a long beak i can't really eat that and the fox made fun of him and then the the crane invited the fox over and everything they ate was out of a long vase and the fox couldn't get down to the bottom of it. And the crane was like, Oh, do you feel like shit now? Because you made fun of me, but like you can't actually do the things I do. And the fox has hands. Just tip the glass. Nope. Fox doesn't have hands. Has paws. (laughs) Never seen a fox with hands. Sorry. No no one. Well, fantastic. uh, Mr. Fox. You ever heard of a guy called George Clooney before? (laughs) We do love George Clooney. (laughs) Was okay. he fantastic, Mr. Fox? He was yeah, fantastic, he was. Mr. Fox. All right. Well, that ep- that, <laughs> <laughs> that chapter was chapter nine, the queen of the field mice. And Blake, what would you call that chapter? He's drinking a mojito. <clears throat> All right. That's... Um, <laughs> Is that the name? That's a great name for that chapter. And we're we'll moving, moving on now. now. <laughs> chapter 10, the guardian at the gate. So the lion wakes up. The lion really. wakes up. They continue on their journey. Um, they did have to find the yellow brick road again because they, they still hadn't quite found where it was. It was still covered in poppies. It was broken up, etc. cetera. Um, not a great place to be. Yeah. And they're walking uh, and they, they suddenly come upon homes. Yeah. Um, all of the homes in Oz are like dome shaped, at least the homes that we've come into contact with so far. The Munchkins homes were as well. But these ones are green. And also, it's important, or well, not, it's actually not important at all, but out of interest, uh, the Yellow Brick Road is much more maintained at this point. They're getting in to the Emerald City outskirts where, like, yes, there's an actual Yellow Brick Road where they were, no one fucking goes, where the Kalitas and the apparently always deadly poppies. But yeah, so everything's looking great. Yeah, all the houses are green and domed. But as they're walking through, they're like, oh, look at all these little villagers dressed in bright green clothing. But everyone's just running like everyone's getting in their houses. They're fucking hiding from these people. The reason being probably lion. 
Yeah, there's a lion with them. It's a big ass lion. There's but a 500 pound lion. Regardless of how uncomfortable and terrified everyone is of them, Dorothy's like, mm, actually, like I'm hungry. My dog is hungry. I'm gonna go knock on like the next door I see and ask if we can stay the night. All f- all four of us and my dog can just stay the night. She really, she just expects way too much out of people. She really does. But I think that's a, a precedent that has been set by Oz, and I will get into that later. But uh, they go and knock on a random door at a farmhouse and this woman agrees to let them in and stay the night. But she's like, what about that lion, though? And Dorothy's like, oh, don't worry. He's tame. Also a coward. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the lady lets him in. Yeah. And as they're eating dinner or as they're leading up to eating dinner, actually, um, they're just like asking them about the wizard. And they're like, hey, wait, who's them? Them being the group. Yeah. But like. Oh, who are they asking? I mean, this family is so bizarre to me. You'll have to go off because I actually don't have notes. On well, the- I remember, like, but I don't have the notes. It's the woman at the farmhouse, her husband, who's just a lame man sitting in a dark corner. We don't know anything about his injuries. I assume <laughs> it's his leg. He's just sitting like in a like Charlie Bucket type bed and in the corner. he has injuries? Is he, he's sick? Yeah, all L. Frank Baum tells us is he is a lame man sitting yeah. in a dark corner. Lame meaning, like, disabled. Oh, okay. A, I yeah. thought you were literally Old-timey. just calling him lame. He's probably also not that I'm cool. I'm sorry that I'm not up in the fucking 1890 lingo. Okay, that's an SAT word, and we all know that. But, yeah, the, this there it's two children of a woman in a farmhouse and this lame man in a dark corner who's from his dark corner just being like, Oh, you're going to see Oz, huh? <laughs> He's very terrible. Nobody's ever seen him. His staff doesn't even see him. He doesn't even like, leave okay, his Okay, well, you don't room. even walk, so how are you ever going to expect to see him? <laughs> right? Sorry. Like, I mean, wow. I'm just saying, like... I ain't seen nothing since the construction accident. <laughs> um, but uh, that must have come as a great shock to Dorothy. I mean, the fact that the, wi- no, the wizard doesn't see anyone, his staff doesn't even see him, mm. because she knows nothing about this man, and she has up and invited three people to come and ask him for things. Well, like really tricky things. And interestingly, what the man does say is that, yeah, no one ever sees him. But whenever he does see somebody, he appears different to everyone he sees. So everyone reports something different when they come back. I can't believe I missed that. Oh, Which is tricky. interesting yeah. and some foreshadowing, but also mysterious and unbelievable. And then, yeah, which obviously makes Dorothy be like, oh, shit, I just brought three strangers here and Toto, God knows. Um, <laughs> like, what am I going to do? I want to go home. Yeah, that's a little stressful. Yeah. She um, signed herself up for a lot. Yeah. Uh, well, she didn't sign herself she, up. Yeah, she signed I up. Well, that's true. she went after the dog in the middle of a tornado she asked for it no okay offense. not to victim blame dorothy but girl no if, to go if sacrifices toto, need to be made if toto was the only one who made it to oz he would have done everything dorothy did is the thing like there would be there's no question in my mind that if she hadn't gone out to get him he would have made it he would have killed the witch he would have made friends with everybody and he would be just there but He'd he be is doing a meat it. dog there so you don't think someone would eat him he's a meat dog everywhere he hasn't been eaten yet i guess that's true actually <laughs> yeah even He's a meat dog everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I can't argue that. Um, but they do not eat meat, but they do eat a dinner of porridge, scrambled eggs, and white bread, which if your entire meal consists of things that don't go into the color spectrum beyond yellow, you're probably not getting all of your nutrients. I'm going to say rainbow on your plate, friends. Put a rainbow on your plate. Gives you all your nutrients. 
merch. <laughs> but yeah, Alfred Baum was pretty poor, so I wonder if that went into the food that he described here. <laughs> he was uh, like, oh, they had a feast. There was b- porridge and scrambled eggs and, and white bread. <laughs> like, I, the only things I know. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to write a truly American fairy tale. No one can afford to eat good food. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're even outside the walls of the Emerald City. So yeah, the bourgeoisie are held yeah. up inside. Oh my God. French yeah, Revolution, anyone? All right. Um, so the next morning... <laughs> Uh, they finish their journey, and they're walking under a green sun to get to the gates of the City of Emeralds, which are these tall, very tall, very thick gates, uh, and they ring the bell. There's just, like, one bell that you can ring. It's, it's like, yeah, it's like a doorbell. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Well, actually, I thought there'd be, like, a guard or something. That's, well, the well, guardian of the gates hears the doorbell. Oh, that's and right. That's the chapter. comes to the door. Okay. So the guardian of the gate comes to the bell, and he's a man dressed all in green. He's got a green hue to his skin, and he basically laughs them out of the room when they say that they want to see Oz, um, because he's, I mean, you've seen the movie, like, no one ever sees Oz, even I haven't seen him. Mm -hmm. So that guy. uh, And they convince him to allow them in. I actually don't have in my notes how they do that. If I remember correctly, they have the silver slippers. And, and she the oh, kiss. She has the kiss on her forehead. Yeah. Dorothy's uh. kiss from the Good Witch of the North, unnamed, uh, <laughs> shines through and he's like, oh, Christ, you have a really, really powerful sign on your forehead. Fine. We'll let you back. Um, so he basically guides them back and he takes them into um, this room and he's like, okay, I'm going to put glasses on all of you. Uh, and the glasses are to shield your eyes because the majesty of the city of emeralds is just so great. And then he has a, like an old timey key that he uses to tighten it in the back of their head. It's basically imagine wearing like swim goggles, but in the back there's a little key that someone turns to tighten it, so you, you can't can take it off. Not take them yeah. off. Even Toto gets some, and he's colorblind. <gasps> which, I, and I wonder if they. Okay, I'm glad you said awe because I'm kind of imagining a stylized pair for dogs specifically, <laughs> and I'm hoping that's the reality. Probably he just had to retrofit like a normal set on him. I hope he and wasn't was in pain. Probably like off. He was probably in severe Dude. pain. No, yeah. come on, scarred guy. Scarred. Toto is so down for everything. Like he was just like, yeah, I'm gonna fine. Yeah. <laughs> but he will be scarred for life. But yes, he put those on all of them, and then he was like, okay, great. Now you won't go blind when you get in there. Um, and now we are in the city of emeralds, yeah. bitches. Yes. Hell yeah. Where may I add? Literally every resident has to wear the glasses all day every day that's the wizard's oh. command since he built the city which is a problem later on in other books about his history do but yes. they ever leave the city they may and so do they have the goggles removed then they do have the goggles removed when they leave okay it's well, only when you're in the city only when you're in the city okay that is the end of chapter 10 the guardian of the gate and blake and this time really think about your answer <laughs> what will you call this chapter just a lame man in a dark corner, dark corner, just a lame man. Chapter 11. The Wonderful Emerald City of Oz. Now, even though the Wizard of Oz never sees anyone, they're just marched directly to the front doors of the Emerald Palace. Yeah, Which, it's important to note, the palace and city are all beautiful. It's green marble, glittering emeralds, which I don't know why I'm assuming all the emeralds are the size of like basketballs, but emeralds are like inlaid into all the buildings, all the streets. I don't, I think it's frankly unreasonable, but also at some point they have to lose their value. But anyway, but the guard leads them to 
a soldier and the soldier is, is like, okay, I'll go tell Oz that you're here. And uh, the soldier communicates that a girl with the mark of the good witch and the silver slippers of the wicked witch is in his courtyard. Uh, and from behind a screen, he tells his guards that he will meet with the travelers, um, but only one at a time and one per day. So we have four friends and they will not start meeting with the wizard until tomorrow. So they will be here for at least four days. But they'll be able to meet the wizard. One at a time. Yes. Okay. Yes. Just one question. How are the locals taking this? Because if I live there and that's just like the common thing that no one's meeting this goddamn wizard. But then four randos come in and then all of a sudden they get to meet the wizard they're not randos though i mean how i mean i guess they have that like that special kiss thing and every, how everything amazing that's the is big it? thing what if someone walked into portland and was like hi i'm jesus's son and i can prove it we wouldn't be like fuck him if he could prove it we'd be like oh my god <laughs> like that's basically dorothy <laughs> i would really need she's him to christopher prove something h christ the thing is, it's convenient in Oz because they have magic. So it's like, oh, mm. you have the magic kiss of the Good Witch of the North. Okay, that's proven. That's just done. You know, like mm. it would be hard. It's hard to accept in our modern lives. Yes, uh, that's true. But I mean, I think prob- it doesn't address it in the book. Jealous. But it's a fun thought experiment because, yeah, they're probably losing their minds. There's probably paparazzi. Well, they didn't have cameras, I assume. Paparazzi. But uh, there's, there's people doing sketches of them as they walk by. <laughs> <laughs> well, Prepare to get even more jealous, Hannah, because not only are they getting to meet with the wizard, but they are also getting put up in the Emerald Palace. Of course, they are being given gowns and suits and down mattresses and And ribbons. They are living the life, honey. Okay, honestly, good for Dorothy. Like, oh wow, well, she changed her tune. I am changing it just because I'm thinking that she's never had. You know, she never experienced this That's stuff, true. and she's a young little girl. You know, she, the oh, way she acts sometimes, it's she like she lives in a square. Yeah, <laughs> and, and look at she is having this beautiful experience of something that's very different than what she's used to and i will say and i'm here for that she loves it like she is, she and, and actually, oh that little bitch she is the only <laughs> one who loves it because like she's like well she's a, a human flesh girl she goes in she can have a bath <laughs> the there's there's emerald studded gowns which i guess assuming she likes that she's a farm girl so she might respect boots more but still she knows that everything is super high quality she's super excited Everyone else, eh, you know, not mm. s- not so much the excitement. Well, I mean, God, they're the all tim- just empty. And I mean, I, that's they what they're are. here for. That's what they're here for. Mm. But I mean, yeah, the Tin Woodman, he doesn't really gain from this experience. The Scarecrow, certainly not. But the Lion and Dorothy and Toto are being fed, are being cared for, are getting baths. Like, they are living it, living it up. Yeah. Okay. I will say, though, this is a spot in the book where we get Scarecrow body horror. Oh, wah, wah, wah. Uh, yes. Um, it's, it's always the scarecrow. It's too. less, well, it always is. Well, you'll get some Tin Man too in a second, but it's less horrific <laughs> than some of the other stuff, except that, so you know, they're led up to their chambers, I assume, in some tower high up. And the person is like, okay, Scarecrow, here's your chamber. He opens the door. The Scarecrow steps in. The door closes behind him. And he doesn't move. 
He just stands literally in the doorway. He doesn't go more than 18 inches into his room, and he just sits there. He doesn't need anything. He sits, and he can't close his eyes. They specifically say he can't close his eyes. (laughs) So he just has to wait quietly until morning, and since he can't close his eyes, he ends up watching a spider in the corner all night, making a web. Because he has to entertain himself somehow. Yes, exactly. Ugh. Which I guess that's the curse of eternal life. Ugh. But meanwhile... But Tim he is only a couple days old, so like, chill, yes. you haven't experienced it all yet. That's true, and he's probably excited to see the spider, because he's probably never seen one before. But I will say also the Tin Woodman also is kind of gross or it's kind of gross because he doesn't need to do anything either. But here it says he remembers being made of flesh. So he didn't sleep and he just sat flexing his joints all night on the bed, which is frankly disturbing um, just because that's all he can do. And the lion even said that he would prefer to sleep on a dry bed of leaves. But instead he curled up on the bed and he had a very peaceful night. So. Yes, Toto probably enjoyed wherever he was because he seems like an like unendingly ambivalent force. But he's a smart yes. dog. Yeah. Yes. So I I just like me personally, I would hate to be around all these people, like being stuck with any of these people. You know. Okay. Here's a question: Between Dorothy, the Tin Woodman, the Scarecrow, and the Lion. Which one would you want to replace? If you had to be in their crew, who would you want to go and to take the place of? Ooh, that's a really good question, actually. Um, unscripted, too. It <laughs> is unscripted. Um, I think I would want to get rid of the Scarecrow. <gasps> wow. I'm sorry, that's scandalous to me, but please proceed. Go the ahead. reason why... I mean, I know it's a cowardly lion and everything, so they're not going to do that much. But just having a lion with me, I think, is more protection. And the Tin Man has an axe. He, I mean, he's just like, he's not so easy. Like, the, the Scarecrow is made of hay. Literally anything can happen to him. I can fucking accidentally cut him with my nail and then he's all over the place. <laughs> I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with that. I'll take the woodsman and I'll take the the lion Okay. I agree. I think that makes complete sense. Yeah. And I would probably and do the I same thing. And I honestly would have Dorothy too, because like at least I have someone to relate to. Oh yeah. Two I mean, meat girls. Mm-hmm. And then I would love to have the dog. You're I'd definitely take care of that dog. on the right track. It's just like I think I'm most attracted to the scarecrow. I'm most attracted. Okay. If we're you? talking about that, I, I'm more attracted to the Tin Woodsman. Oh, wait, was it not? What was the game? <laughs> <laughs> the game was surviving, <laughs> but we have a clear winner and a clear loser. Um, everyone spends the night in the Emerald Palace, and they wake up the next day. Dorothy gets to go first to meet the wizard. So Dorothy walks into what inevitably everybody walks into, which is this huge throne room. And it's made of emeralds and gold and silver and things that I don't even know about. But uh, basically, it's huge. And on the throne, she sees this giant head, which is, quote, bigger than the head of the biggest giant. And I don't really know how big giant heads are. But I'm imagining, like, eight feet tall, eight feet, nine feet. I was picturing bigger. Really? How big? In in meters. In meters. I'm not here. I don't have to play this game. (laughs) Why are you switching it up? You can't just be using pounds and grams and feet and meters. That's not fair. You guys should know your conversions. That's all I'm going to say. Metric is coming. Why am I British? (laughs) I'm so sorry. Yeah. Anyway. um, No, but I was thinking like, 
honestly, I was thinking it was huge. Like, I was thinking it was like an 18 foot by 15 foot head. I think the proportions are a little off, but that sounds a, honestly. A, he has a wide no, face. No, that makes. <laughs> okay, well, then that makes even more That's sense. That's pretty wide. But <laughs> either way, <laughs> that is pretty wide. 18 feet. No, 15 feet. Sorry. But that is huge. And so, yes, there's this huge head. Um, and it's just there, I guess, I assumed floating above. I don't have the note for that. But he does say, I am Oz, the great and terrible, which we all may recognize from the movie. Dorothy responds, which we also might recognize as I am Dorothy, the small and meek, um, which is quite true in the moment, although Dorothy is not that small and really not that meek. But she says that, they say that, and he's like, well, if you killed the witch, then you shouldn't really need any help, and that if Dorothy does need his help, then what she needs to do is kill the Wicked Witch of the West, and then return with her broom to Oz. So basically, he's giving her, an well, what would seem to a girl with no knowledge of magic, an impossible mission uh, with impossible like expectations. And another thing she has to do. Right. Like, going to the Emerald City was already enough. So much has happened. And now you're telling her to go somewhere else where other things can possibly when, happen. When she was told, go see this man and he will give you what you're looking for. Yeah. That's what she was told by like the authorities. <laughs> <laughs> and this is actually something that I have a side note on in my notes because he tells Dorothy in his country, everyone must pay for what he gets, which is obviously untrue. Because Dorothy has been given meals, uh, uh, Dorothy and all of her friends, meals, places to sleep, silver slippers. They literally just spent the night in the Emerald Palace and were given fancy garments for free. Mm. So, I mean, nothing's been paid for and an expectation of Oz has been set. What I will say, which is less of an argument and more of part of playing a part in this thought experiment, is that Dorothy did kill the Wicked Witch of the East regardless of what she actually did that is what happened based on her arrival and the whether it was her doing or not exactly the slippers appeared on her feet i think that may have been magic that just made them do that and not the working of the witch of the north but i do think that in that scenario or with that logic dorothy killed that witch they weren't even going to let them into the Emerald City until they found that out. And then they were like, okay, fine. Yes, okay, you can see the wizard. The wizard knows that. I still think that's a bullshit thing to say to her because that seems ridiculous. Um, when everyone in the em- in the city of Emerald is like living lavishly yeah, for no reason. They're all really paying. You never like, see an exchange of money. Yeah. The top they, 1%. They work... Yeah, they don't work. But, but okay. I mean, I think okay. you're right. I mean, it's uh, it, your, your Oz experience is just two easy payments of a dead witch. Yeah, like, exactly, yeah. You pay one to get you to the city of emeralds, you pay another to get you home. Yeah, <laughs> yes, or will it? But uh, but that's what he tells her, and so she's like, well, fuck, and then she leaves. Like He's like, get, get out of here. Get out of my throne room, and then she leaves. So. so she goes back and tells her friends her experience with Oz, and then the next day comes, and the scarecrow goes and meets the wizard. Yeah. And what the Scarecrow sees, interestingly enough, is a very lovely woman sitting on the throne. Think like goddess beauty for whatever that means for you. And she has wings. So and they all do see different. Okay. So, yes, every uh, one that's day apart from, from each, the movie. Oh, yes. In the movie, they all walk in together. And oh, he's just the big right, head. And he's green. And there's the 
uh, fire that spouts okay, out. Okay, okay. Um, but yes, yeah, so the yes, exactly. Though what the people said before they got in is true. He's appearing differently, at least in the first two people, because now he's this beautiful young woman, apparently, which I think is interesting thing to show the scarecrow. I don't fully understand the connection, mm. but cause, well, he's never seen a woman before. Maybe he's only seen Dorothy. So the scarecrow's in there visiting with the wizard. He sees the wizard as a beautiful woman. Um, I'm picturing kind of like a Game of Thrones, 300 Lord of the Rings kind of white-robed, sexy English woman. Can I be honest? I'm imagining Tilda Swinton as the White Witch. Oh. And that's what that's what I, I know. Well, okay, let's no, not say, I say that. No, we I say, love her. But I say you because she did such a good job. I detested. Yes, her. exactly. Mm. But like the kind of like slicked back hair, yeah. like very just like almost ro- well, not that Tilda Swinton's robotic, but what I'm imagining is Tilda Swinton, but as a robot with wings. <laughs> and that's not on that <laughs> Tilda Swinton, but I'll as pay a robot to see wings. that. I will pay money <laughs> to see that. Um, but. They say the same thing, which or she, he, the, the wizard, says the same thing, which is, hey, go kill the wicked, wicked Witch of the West, get her broom, bring it back to me, and then I'll give you what you want. That's it. Leave, leave my chambers. Boom. Day three, the Tin Woodman goes to see the wizard, and the wizard is presented to him as a five-eyed, elephant-sized, rhino-headed, five-armed, five-long, skinny-legged beast. What does he say? He says the same thing, (laughs) 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 which is basically that they need to kill the wicked. Well, that the Tin Woodman will need to kill the Wicked Witch of the West, bring back the broom, and then he'll get what he wants. Um, It also, if you had a hard time visualizing what that beast looked like, everyone else did too. It's nonsense. (laughs) It's odd numbers. Where does the extra arm go? Where's the extra leg standing? How many eyes are there on each side? It's actually super unclear and kind of horrific, almost like a biblical angel, which is just my opinion, but literally a biblical angel. (gasps) Yes. I'm writing an essay folks. That's right. Everyone. This is, (laughs) it's going deep on Oz hour today, but (laughs) day four, day four is the lion. And the lion, of course, because he's so cowardly, is like, well, if I go in, if it's a head, I'll just roll it around. If it's a lady, I'll pounce. If it's a monster, I'll roar it into submission. So, you know, just normal cowardly lion stuff, not out of character or like a strange way to depict someone who's supposed to be chronically he afraid. He has uh, anxiety because he's well, overthinking it. He has, oh, that's true. Mm. Yeah. He, wow. Like chill. He overcompensates as a defense mechanism. So that's oh, interesting because right. now I'm re redesigning the lion as a personality of anxiety rather than like coward or fearfulness cowardliness um and that actually kind of changes the way that i would think about him going into a situation with three set up plans that one i don't think that he's capable of agreed is very much like overthinking the situation because you're going to go in there and be like (laughs) 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 that's the thing the the lion isn't so like cowardly as much as like he starts the book pointing at the menu item that he wants and he ends the book by going chicken casserole please yeah but that's not even on the menu (laughs) he just knows they can make it he's looked at the ingredients oh so annoying (laughs) so it changes it but the lion goes in and so he's he goes in thinking that but when he walks in it's just a giant ball of fire. It's a huge ball of fire, probably as big as the head, which based on Blake's estimate would be 18 by 18, which I think is completely reasonable. 18 by 15, girl. Oh, well, I was thinking if it was a, it was a 
ball, like a, a sun, then it would be equal dimensions. Oh, all right. I'm sorry. Okay. 18 by 18. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Proceed, Mary. But burning, it's so hot, like the walls are scorching. He can't even get close to it. And he's like, Jesus Christ, like, what the fuck is that? And then it's the wizard. And he's like, hey, kill the witch. Kill the witch. Bring me the broom. So basically... Once the lion leaves the wizard's chambers, they all just kind of gather on the steps of the Emerald Palace and literally cry together. Like Aww. they're just sobbing and they're like, oh no, do we have to? Which yeah. like, I mean, I'd be pretty sorry. annoyed because it feels like this would be the end of your journey and you're being rewarded for getting there. So you're like, this is a time for mm. rest, for like kicking my feet up and, you know, doing whatever this is the victory and then it's like actually <laughs> no yeah actually you're gonna have to do another thing i would die but they're they're crying because they feel like the request is impossible and this girl of the court named Jalea jam arrives and they're all they're all like hugging each other and sobbing because of how horrible what they've been asked to do is and Jalea jam is like um could you like stop crying and wipe your tears so that you don't get tear spots on those green clothes we gave you for free. <laughs> oh my god. Julia okay. Jam is like, she knows what her job is, but she also knows how to talk to people. I love her. Does yeah. she know how to talk to people? They stopped crying. I guess that's they true. They sure did. There's a whole for Julia. Yeah. I mean, literally she was like, just go then. Just go. Like, you have to go. Just go. And then they were like, okay. We actually should probably just do that because we'll we have nothing else. Yeah, like so they, so make they up their minds to travel west yeah. to the land of the Winkies. Does the Tin Woodsman doesn't does he not go in, or did he already go in? Uh, uh he did. He yeah, saw the beast. He saw the beast, the monster. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, yes. sorry. That's okay. There's four of them. It's hard to keep track. It is. It is. <laughs> but that is the end of chapter eleven, which was called the Wonderful Emerald City of Oz, and Blake. What would you call that? Kill the witch. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Straight to the point. Well, that sounds appropriate. And that actually is where we're going to leave it off today on Oz Hour through Chapter 11. And next time we will pick up on Chapter 12. Thank you for listening to the second episode of Oz Hour. We'll look forward to next time when we pick up with Chapter 12, The Search for the Wicked Witch. Oz Hour, created and hosted by Blake Stone and Wyatt Swayam, co-hosted by Hannah Aguirre, audio production by Charlie Johnson, theme music written and performed by Rudy Clobus, cover art by Valentin Lucas. Did I say their name right?